Okay, let's get into the episode. Let's do it. All right. We're back, second floor listeners, with your boy Cassius and Karam. Um, you know, our boy Kenny isn't here. So I'm doing the intro. I mean, this is, uh, we're just going to keep it low key as we do. No, nah, bro, we need to have a freestyle intro to every single time oh, Cassius is in the building. Oh, he wants me to rap. I need you to rap. Just rap. rap. You know what? I early should bring my bars, bars. Er, early morning bars. That's right. That's right. But yo, I'm excited, man. I gotta. I'm working on this project. Nice. This project's been it's been years in the making, and um, I can't wait for the second floor listeners for anyone who's listening to this conversation. Bro, I remember a sneak peek, um, and I remember waking up the next day of being like, "Damn, I want to hear that song again." Yeah. I, you know, when you get a new song. You remember, you, you feel the vibe of it, you hear the lyrics, and some some stick in your head. Yeah. But you need a few more listens for everything to kind of flow in, especially when there's a lot of bars in it. And I remember mm-hmm. the one that you had, different flows, different bars. I feel like my sound is a lot more polished now. Very. Like b- before, I was trying to figure out like, like my cadence, uh, my flow, like how I would, you know, rap. Because I think just personally, like, there's a difference between rapping and making good music. And I think that's, there's a difference there. Yeah. So a lot of guys can rap. Well, you, you got, you got underground rappers that are amazing, like crazy, crazy flows, crazy, crazy bars. But to make a song that hits, that has flows, that has delivery, mm-hmm. that has production, um, that is is different and i've i've learned that over the years of just making music is like i don't want to make music just to be like oh this guy's a dope rapper yeah i want people to listen to my songs and be like oh man i need that shit on repeat yeah yeah. i want that shit on repeat i want to listen to it and and feel like i want to repeat that when rogue one came out yeah i'm pretty sure i had it on repeat for at least 200 times in a row <laughs> no, i appreciate that bro. it was it i remember at the end of the year uh when spotify gives you your top your most played songs yeah a rogue one was f- way far up there oh bro no that that's love right there and i appreciate you you've always been a day one you've always supported and and provided also constructive criticism and for me it's it, it, it on, on the music side of things i feel like i'm at a point in my life now where you know before uh you know i was lacking resources i wasn't able to you know create the music that i wanted to but i had bars and i but i didn't have delivery i didn't have any of these things and so i feel like all my years of music have led me to to this point and to be able to now be confident enough to say okay i'm I'm gonna start making like an actual holistic project and start building momentum on that front no and especially the the things that you're talking about are different because before um especially when you're kind of starting off and trying to get a flow and enjoying yeah. it's almost like what do you talk about and the more the the only criticism that i always had was i just want to hear more of a story yeah i thought you were a really good storyteller yeah and now as i hear the songs they all have stories behind them they all have mm-hmm. meaning behind them yeah and even even like a few years back like let it go Mm-hmm. Um, all, all those different songs that was a, a classic vibe yeah that's a classic I, I feel like i feel like that song is slept on um but i feel like if i have some dope visuals for that mm-hmm. which i've been I've, I've thought about for years about like how do i make like a a really dope like short film yeah for let it go because it's his perspective for those who don't know my song let it go this isn't from frozen by the way this is this is a song where the first verse is talking about a male's perspective who's muslim in the western world and goes through struggles 
And then the second verse is uh, a female Muslim who goes through her own struggles. And I've always thought about how do I create a visual that could potentially even link the two characters together in some way, shape, or form. So I've had this in my my the back of my head, but I feel like if I make something that's a crazy sort of story mm-hmm. that links the song together, I think that would give it more of a... Masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but... Damn, we, this is how you know we love music. <laughs> yeah, we just got right We're into We're sending it. each other uh, music in the morning before heading to the pod. That's right. Um, and now we're just out here talking not about the topic and no, all about the music. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a good warm-up, though. Um, mm-hmm. You know, going into, you know, what we were chatting about yesterday, um, you know, emotional intelligence. And I feel... And by chatting, we mean sending one message saying, all right, see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's how we work. I mean, we're, I think me, me, Karam and Kenny, we're, we're at a point where we could just send each other topics and be like, we're confident enough to get on camera and, 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 and be on this podcast and start just riffing yeah. and talking about certain things. Because I feel like even four years of just chatting about certain things on self-development and, and, and talking about, I hate using the word self-development because I feel like it's so like motivation and all this shit is so overused Mm -hmm. today. And you know, the reason, again, I always go back to the reason why we started this podcast because someone can look at this podcast and be like, oh, they're fucking, you know, motivational, you know, podcast. Oh, they're like every other podcast. But this podcast came from a place of hunger, a place of lack. Yeah. Because I was looking for, stuff like this and having conversations to get me through a place where I was in a I was in a dark place mm-hmm. I had no money to my name no resources no nothing and um, having these conversations throughout the last four or five years has completely transformed who I am as a person and and my growth in terms of learning and networking and you know I was talking about this to Tanvir the other day and um, you know the podcast from not not direct because people think oh okay like you're trying what are you trying to do with the podcast you're trying to make money it's like no bro it's not even about that the relationships that i've been able to build that have indirectly helped me on my journey from the podcast just from the podcast has been insane like i met you through this podcast yeah and now here we are years later still having the same type of conversation still learning to grow and then still experiencing different and having fun with these conversations like anytime i'm in here i'm not like man what's the purpose of this and purpose Mm -hmm. of that sometimes like we just we just like coming in and having a different perspective on things different lens lenses to view from because we're just driven people and even even like a basketball team for example they have you get to experience somebody's work ethic and see how they are in a whole year Right, you get to see them every day. You see how they show up, what their character is like. Do they make their lines? Do they care about recovery? All those things. So I kind of see like the podcast a little bit more like a team, where weekly we're we're observing each other, we're learning from one another, and we're getting to see each other's characters over a period of time, and that truly forms that friendship. I'd say to, to the next level because it's really hard to have full trust in somebody unless you see them on a consistent basis. And luckily and indirectly, the podcast has allowed us to be in that same gym together. But mm-hmm. at the same time, obviously, we've had different, um, we've had different, like, sor- sorts of ways where we can have fun. But I think the podcast is like one of those things where how do we continue to build? And it's less motivation than it is to, it's more fun 
yeah. on how, how do you continue building and how do you continue elevating to the second floor? Yeah, man. Yeah, no, and that's that's what it is. And, you know, and another thing, too, is just being able to stick with something consistently for such a long time. You know, I way back in the day, you know, for those for those who, uh, you know, pre cashless days, I was, you know, experimenting with with video on YouTube. I wanted to be a YouTuber. I wanted to be I, like my whole purpose. And I feel like I'm going to say this right now because I haven't said it online. I've never said this, but I've always had this inclination of being an entertainer. Mm. And my one thing that I wrote when I was 15 years old was um, in my notebook when I used to journal. I, used, I wrote, I want to be the, one of the greatest entertainers of all time. And so it's funny because, you know, I, I, that was, I wrote that when I was 15. I'm yeah. 30 now. So like 15 years later, I still feel that purpose ringing in the back of my head. And so the podcast, the music, the art, the film, all this stuff is, I have a deep sense of purpose behind it. And um, and it, and it, that's what drives me. So I feel like, you know, with, with the second floor, with stuff like that, it's always about how do we get to that? How do we get to that next level? Because, you know, we, we come from a small, quote unquote, small town. So nobody expects us to do anything big. Yeah. Right. Who expects Edmonton, like an Edmontonian to, you know, or put, putting Edmonton on the map, for example, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think about, I think about Drake's story a lot because, you know, Drake put Toronto on the map. Mm-hmm. Right. And imagine what kind of space he's in now to be like, wow. And, and, and during that time, I wonder what kind of, like, you think about these things because it's like, man, imagine if Drake was vlogging yeah. at the time yeah, when yeah. he was coming up. You know how I many people would watch that, right? Or, you know, the Kanye documentary, the Kanye documentary, yeah. that, that's crazy. You know, how interesting is it to see a guy who was a nobody to becoming a worldwide phenom? And I'm, sa- I'm saying this is because it's like, I, for me, I find the journey of learning about somebody's, uh, learning about somebody's journey is very, very, um, not only entertaining, but inspiring. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, how can somebody be like, quote unquote, nobody in the in the realm of, of, of the public and then become this worldwide celebrity and, you know, in a different stratosphere. And uh, I feel like we're all going through our journeys. And and this is some form of sort of a vlog in a sense of like, we're in a certain time period, we're in a certain time of our lives. And we have these certain goals and things and ambitions that we want to do. And um you know what's the next five years gonna look like what's the next you know what i mean and you can look back and i can look back at my vlogs and my pranks and all the things that i did to try to get on youtube and um and i'm like you know that all has helped me in some way shape or form absolutely from from the content but yeah man started from the bottom (laughs) yeah we start we're talking about our stories now but um i think yeah in, in in terms of talking about stories all those journeys and relationships that we formed along the way have also helped us deal with emotional intelligence and i think that's the topic that we have for today um into emotional intelligence i don't know about you but every time i moved and when we first talked about having this conversation i thought about how how i kind of learned emotional intelligence to at least the level that i have it now and how that happened for me is just constant moving where you're so used to speaking one language and then you go to a different country, different language, different country, another different language. So what what I was really infatuated with always growing up was body language because that maybe I couldn't necessarily understand 
what they're saying always or how they mean it because every every different country has a different way of talking right so body language body language became very big for me i would always look at like eyes smiles and you could feel like the genuineness on like joy on somebody's face yeah um damn I, I was going to say, I need to stop saying, um, because I heard you. <laughs> I started, that's the other thing. The podcast will expose your ass. <laughs> it does. It so really I, was, does. I started watching it, but I was like, damn, I say, um, a lot. Mm. These motherfuckers are out here, you know, like <laughs> they got their, they got their transition lines in intact now. Yeah. You got your hand movements yeah. out here. T- <laughs> that's, that's four years, bro. That's, that's four, four years. years. Hey man, come my swearing. I'm tired of my mom watching this and looking at me like, <laughs> You're saying motherfucker all the time on this shit. I'm like, mom, the podcast isn't for you. Stop watching. That's this funny. Shit. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll reduce on the cusses if if we need to. But um, yeah, shout out to Mama Sultan though. Shout out for to Mama for Sultan. the support. Yeah, she's been watching. She's been enjoying. Yeah. Great stories are timeless. To be a great storyteller. One must bridge the gap between an alluring narrative and the audience, to pull with the heartstrings, and to shape the imagination. At Q Films Media, we're more than just a media production agency. We are a powerhouse of creative individuals, content creators, who specialize in telling great stories. Stories that are intimate, and kept closest to the heart. Stories that are powerful and inspiring, that spark boldness and action. We are Q Films Media. We're here to tell your story. We are always unseen. Um, but yeah, body language has always been very huge for me. And expressions there's like a certain form of subconscious reactions that we give that may be different because i feel like a lot of times i've heard words and i no longer i don't really believe in words as much as i believe in actions and i'm sure you're the same way but facial expressions sometimes people just can't hold back you can see their answers on their face even if their words are different absolutely yeah so i think to me like emotional intelligence the first way that i really started observing it was just through body language. I don't know about you. No, I no, I one hundred percent body language for sure. First, right. I also feel like you know, you know, this might be going a different direction, but I learned emotional intelligence by getting burnt mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up as a kid and having certain people in my life who would say things, but then do the opposite, and then I would get burnt or backstabbed or whatever, and that was like. And, you know, as a kid or as like, you know, you're growing up, you're like, how could this person do this to me? Yeah. How could I not see this? But then when you really start peeling the layers off, you start to see, oh, he's, he indirectly attacked me here. He said this personal attack. He said that. All of this leading to that heartbreak or whatnot. So I think that is is one of those things of having now, I guess, after being burnt so many times, you start to you start to see the patterns of quote unquote snakes, we'll call them, right? And you you start to 
you increase your emotional intelligence through literally just getting backstabbed, bro. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I feel like that, I feel like even, you know, this is going off another tangent, but like work-related stuff. When you work with people or you work with, uh, you have certain bosses or things like that. And um, you you start to see patterns and tendencies and you and, and you make sure you have your guard up because you don't know tomorrow they could wake up and, and fire your ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so how do you navigate a world where, you know, of course you're being genuine in front, but there might be some underlying things that are happening in the background. And so not knowing that and just being oblivious to be like, oh yeah, everything's all good. He seems like a nice guy. He's being super nice to me right now. It's like, no, bro, like there might be, he might have that mask on and you know, and you don't know it. So how do you, how do you tread through those sort of waters and understanding that will obviously, you know, help you, um, not get burnt and, and start strategically doing things that are quote unquote in your benefit. So I agree. And especially, um, one of Robert Greene's books, uh, I think the art of seduction or mm-hmm. is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah. That book, a lot of people have had some negative comments on it because especially when he's talking in the book, he's talking about victims. And yeah. I was like, victims. When I first heard it, the audiobook, I was like, damn, this guy's ruthless in its own way, right? Yeah. But then the more I started understanding the book, it was more it's more defense than it is offense, right? Yeah. And especially if you're you're like kind hearted person, then you'll be able to be more aware of it. And when I started reading those books, I became more self aware of the scenarios that I was previously in. Because like you said, being burned is one thing. But sometimes you might you can learn, but if you're self aware and also wanna look into it, how I kinda learned a lot more of the emotional intelligence is obviously experience is one thing being in enough rooms where things have happened to you and you've able been able to to be like, okay, this could mean this or this could mean that. But then having that book really categorized certain things and had me prepared for the next time those same scenarios would come up because your your feelings can make you have a different reaction than what the best reaction may be. Yeah. And if you know the best reaction, it's a little bit easier to to move forward Emotional intelligence, I would argue, is bigger key than than even like that can get you further in work than the work itself. One hundred percent, I totally agree. Yeah, you don't have that emotional intelligence. You ain't. You're not working your way up the ladder. You know what I mean. And I, I feel like I feel this. I feel this heavy because you know. And, and going back to Robert Greene, even like the Forty Eight Laws of Power, right? Mm-hmm. This book, uh, this book, and like, I mean, all of his books are, are are life changing. Anyone that anyone that reads his books thoroughly, and who's looking for this sort of material in terms of ma- gaining mastery in your life, gaining tactics that will help you in life. This isn't a self help book. This is a book where he's literally taking individual stories from ind- like leaders from across history. And condensing it into a book and literally picking apart their life and explaining behaviors and tactics and psychology and human nature. That's what I love about those books, man. And and and, and one thing I learned is that we're animals, man. Humans are animals. So what does an animal entail? An animal entails 
all sorts of things, right? And it's not just about being a civil, like, like we can call ourselves civilized, which we are. Um, but at the primal state, a human is an animal. And so what does that entail? That entails jealousy, that entails envy, that entails hatred, that entails anger, that entails love, that entails sadness, that entails all these sorts of things. Hunger, right? Gaining power, you know, gaining status, all of these things. So emotional intelligence is understanding all of those things, understanding the rainbow and not seeing someone across from you as the same person as you and saying, okay, I'm, I'm across from this person, but I know that they could have these all these different things and it could it could harm me it, it, it does it, you know a lot of people are naive to the fact of like oh this person was so nice this person was so nice he means that he, he's he's genuine it's like no like think of the past behaviors think about think about these things peel the onion off a little bit mm-hmm. and once you start to see signals and once you start to see these things from a standpoint of that then you start to you start to navigate individuals you start to navigate other people in your life that come to your life and you start to make better decisions based off that emotional intelligence and i'm not i'm not i'm not here acting like a doctor or anything like that but the fact of the matter is is like when you start to read these books from guys like robert green mm-hmm. you start to learn these things and and you start to realize like wow you know there is so much more than just uh, a conversation if this isn't just about a conversation this is about like this per- how do you how do you understand the person across from you body language conversation past behaviors past you know past things what are their motives what are their tactics what do they want out of out of you or out of the people around you or out of whatever you guys are doing and once you start to really really pay attention to that and a lot of us ignore it because we're just kind of going through our day-to-day lives so we just ignore it and it's like whatever but if you take the time to 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 pay attention just a little bit more deeper with a little bit more focus, you start to understand um, the people across from you way, way more. It's almost like it's hard to see it backwards, like how you used to see it once you've seen that clear vision of how somebody could be. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a crazy feeling that like it's really hard to go back to thinking how you used to think after reading any of his books, especially. Um, I feel like Mushroom Cut helped me have more emotional intelligence too as a kid because I always wanted to keep the attention off of me being like moving so many times always being the new kid. So how I did that was always trying to entertain people mm. in in their own way. Keep the keep the focus off of me, see how other people are able to relax, you know? Mm. Not be on offense and be more comfortable around me. Right. And I always wanted to, I was always generally, generally curious too. So if I met somebody with a new culture, I'm always asking what their language is. How do, how do they say something in their language? But what I, what I kind of found helped me quite a bit as a kid was just being able to want to try to take the attention off of me and engage in genuine conversation mm-hmm. because then I could, I'm like, you know, I've moved so many times maybe Japanese culture is fun. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to say like onyeseo or whatever, or Korean, sorry, um, before the Japanese Korean <laughs> people get mad at me. Yeah, yeah. But I would always have have a fun time and I could I, I could visually see 
people's guards go down. And when I started seeing people's guards go down, I started searching more for how do I get this person's guard to go down? How do mm. I get this person's guard to go down? And when that cycle kind of started, I was so young, I didn't even really think of it like that. But I just enjoyed when other people enjoyed their time around me. Mm. And when I started hunting for that, that's when I started noticing that it's not as hard to be around people as long as you're trying to find a way to make make each other comfortable. When you come in with the with the thought process of this is how I am, I hope they like me. Yeah. And I hope they conform to me. Then the emotional intelligence kind of goes out the window. Yeah. But when I started thinking, how do I make these people comfortable? Then I could feel like different because it, it's not the same answer for everybody. Yeah. Every person's going to have a different form of being able to get comfortable. And and when you can start nitpicking on finding ways to do that, you learn different different ways indirectly. It's not even like I can think of a specific way of how, how I was able to make him feel comfortable. Yeah. It's literally on the spot and having fun. 